Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right. And Olga Kirschenbaum, thank you so much for joining us. You are the fin- you're a financial coach and you're the owner of Rags to Riches Consulting. And I'm so glad that we brought you on because I love how you grow your business. You use LinkedIn. Uh, Listen, that's where we get like 80% of our business right now. I absolutely love LinkedIn. I feel like we're dominating it, but I love learning from people who have figured out certain aspects of it. And I'll tell you that the the, the area that I know you're a complete ninja on is an area that I'm not even doing. Like, I mean, at a very, very small degree. And so I'm so excited to compare notes with you, learn from you and uh, hear how you've been able to grow your consultancy uh, to the level that you have. And I know you've created some pretty great success here. So, Olga, welcome. And please tell us a little bit about what Rags to Riches Consulting is, and then let's get into your LinkedIn strategy. Great. Thank you for having me, Josh. I'm really excited. I love LinkedIn, and I love sharing notes with people just because I think a lot of the things that I actually learned that are useful tend to be from other LinkedIn users. There's no manual out there. So I love talking about it. So Rags to Riches Consulting is a company that focuses essentially on financial literacy education. Originally, I started working solely with individuals, helping them align their money habits with their money goals. And I'm currently in a beta test for a financial literacy workshop for managers that do not have a finance background. Uh, essentially, mm. any I've watched people get promoted through the ranks, and yep. they're very qualified and skilled in what they do. And then all of a sudden, they're having more money conversations and looking at more money reports than they ever prepared for. So I am working on a workshop to help managers in those situations. And and so, I mean, it sounds like there's a pretty good audience for that. I mean, how many managers have that background? I, I mean, I don't. And, and I was just talking with someone earlier today and he said, you know, we, we, we love working with, he was, he did accounting for wineries and he oh. said, because winery or uh, people in the wine business are notorious for thinking of accounting and financing as a chore, finances as a chore. Yep. And I'm like, uh, I don't think that's exclusive to wineries. <laughs> no, that's it's pretty, pretty much, much everyone. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, so tell me about the, so uh, what, what is the outcome then that you provide? So with the companies, I am helping them make proactive decisions and understand how their decision-making is actually translated by the reports. With individuals, I help them gain confidence that they actually know what they're doing. I originally, when I started the business, I thought that I'd be teaching people how to budget, how to allocate their money properly. But what I really found out is that most people have some of those skills, they just don't align 
the mm -hmm. habits with their goals mm -hmm. and they really do know more than they give themselves credit for. What I do is yeah. just kind of give them a perspective of where they are today and how to easily move forward towards financial independence. So Olga, um, let's talk about uh, kind of uh, your, your evolution and how you've used LinkedIn. So when you started it, um, kind of take me through like how you leveraged it at first and then sure. kind of what you figured out, you learned and, and what you did and how that impacted your business. Sure. So in the beginning, I actually started engaging before I started my business. I uh, read the book uh, Career Hacking by Max Altschuler. And mm -hmm. I just had a light bulb moment that, you know, you can build incredible relationships on LinkedIn. And he actually talks about starting it before you really go ahead with your business. Because when your business starts, you if you already have a group of people that follows you or already is listening to your content, it's so much easier to tap into because they already know who you are. And so that's why I started engaging originally. And then a month later, I decided to do this business. I actually have been doing it for 10 years for my friends and family. And I decided to go for it because I just think there's such a big need for it. So yeah. I started engaging. And originally, a lot of it was just testing, to be honest. Like, uh, what kind of content resonates with you? And there's so many things that um, people can do. There's pictures, there's text, there's video, there's um, articles. You can take something and repurpose it. And there's just so many ways to create content. And for me, the most difficult part was that my content is about money. And money is already something people don't want to talk about. So yeah. that, that was tricky for me. So what I actually ended up doing, I actually post maybe 20% of my content is the money stuff. So I have a Dear Olga column that um, I created a hashtag for. And um, I have people following it and people write in questions about money. Sometimes it's business, sometimes it's personal. And it's um, a column that I answer and people can all learn and starts money conversations. And then wow. on, um, on Saturdays, I do just like a money post. I try to see what people are talking about, um, what's really relevant. Um, at the beginning of summer, I wrote an article about uh, FOBO. Uh, which is, uh, oh no, FOMO, like uh, right. you you want to spend money, but you don't really have it. But it's summer and your friends are going out and they're doing drinks and you want to go, go do all the things with them. But how do you kind of use mindful spending habits and still enjoy your summer? So sure. But other than that, I post things that allow people to learn about me. Like I post TED Talks, I post motivating quotes, I post LinkedIn tips. Um, for example, video is really big right now. Um, so a lot of people see that I do captioned um, videos. So yeah, people right. Ask, well, and I learned a hack from you, you know, because yeah. if I'm just like trying to upload video natively in LinkedIn, there's a lot of stuff I miss out on. So I, I couldn't believe this, but <laughs> again, this, we all learn something free. Hopefully we're all learning like stuff is like, Oh, how did I not know that? So to create a simple way to create caption videos is using on a phone an iPhone. You can use the clips app. 
and yes. it will automatically put the captions on there. It was exactly. like, how did I not know that? It's been on my phone for like two years. It's native. It's the native video app on an iPhone and I've never used it. I always just, you know, shoot with the video camera and yep. then, you know, try and take it into something else to work on. But to get the captions in there is a pain in the butt. It if is. You're, trying to do it on your own. Um, so thank you so much for that hack. Absolutely. I actually talked about it at last night's uh, LinkedIn local event. Yeah. Not everyone knows about it. I learned about it from, um, I think it was at Joe's event where Joe Applebaum, mm. where he said, Hey, um, you have a clips app on your iPhone. You have an iPhone. I said, what, what is that? He said, look, it does everything. And then someone yeah. said it does captions. And I know so many people who will spend hours on doing the captions oh, and editing the video. And then they're no. trying to upload yep. it. And it just uh, doesn't nope. upload the caption file. But this For me, I in. just got to crank this stuff out. I don't want to create art. Like I, hopefully my art is my content. You know, I'm sharing yeah. valuable content. But, you know, I'm just not the kind of Instagrammer that's, you know, going to spend you know, a half hour yeah. on a photo, you know, making it, you know, one of those Instagram celebrity type photos. So Yeah. Well, that's the other thing that I find interesting as an entrepreneur and using LinkedIn. It is a social media at the end of the day, right? And there is a trap that many entrepreneurs fall into where they, they I mean, I've done it. I looked around. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just spent four hours on LinkedIn. I was not productive at all. And you have to find a middle ground of what is good for you. If I'm really busy, I maybe spend 30 minutes on LinkedIn. I have Mm -hmm. a checklist that I go to that I, I have a list of things that I have to do every day. And if I'm done with it, I'm done. And if I'm busy, I don't look back on LinkedIn until I'm done with everything else because it's so easy to just get sucked into it. And honestly, like if I'm too busy, I start to miss my LinkedIn friends, you know, Um, I talk to them very often. We all engage all the time and they really become part of your family. And, you know, they've been supporting me for a year and I've been supporting them. So when you don't talk to them for a week, you do start to miss them. But when I created this checklist, I was just like, I get through it. And if I'm busy, it gives you a peace of mind that you, you did your responsibilities and that's it. And the funny thing is, when I started going to LinkedIn local events after I started using this checklist, people would say to me, Olga, you spend so much time on LinkedIn. I don't have time like this. And I say, it's funny that you think that, but I actually spend way less time now. I'm just very strategic with it. Yeah. So let's, for example, like I'm looking at a video that you shared, um, and this was uh, 19 hours ago. And um, I don't know if it's because you use the hashtags. Does that help with discovery? But you have, you know, you've got 6,395 followers, which is pretty good for LinkedIn. Um, But you've got over a thousand views on this video. That's remarkable. Yeah. Um, Which video is that one? 81 reactions. So what are you doing Um, to get that kind of engagement? So this one was actually a recap of the event that I went to yesterday. I had a really crazy day. I'm doing this 30-day video challenge. So I knew Mm. I had to post and I I had to cook dinner. So I came home. I did a video real quick. I said, hey, uh, I did a LinkedIn local event. Uh, Dancing Diana was there. And I think that's what did it because Mm. I think she's almost like 
she's definitely over 20,000 followers. Oh, um, yeah. And she's doing a tour. Uh, basically, well, I don't know if she's doing any other countries, but she's yeah, been she's going around the cities. Over 27,000 followers on LinkedIn. Yeah. That's pretty great. And then uh, the two people that hosted the event, Jeanette and Dania, they also have decent followings. Um, so recently someone's been saying, I don't know, you know, people do testing out there. I don't know where they get these facts, but they said actually the hashtags, you if you keep it at four or five, you don't really yeah. need to go crazy. And the other thing that LinkedIn is doing, um, I just found out about this. They're changing how the UR the URLs are looking. So they're actually starting to use the hashtags that you're using in the post in the URL. So, and I think wow. they're only going to use, um, maybe that's why they're saying don't use too, too many because then if you right. use 11, then it's like 11 hashtags long and then whatever numbers. Well, and it's interesting. Like, um, I think, you know, current thought is on Twitter, no more than two hashtags. Oh, really? Facebook, it's irrelevant. I don't, <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I don't, hashtags have never been a thing on Facebook. Yeah. Um, Honestly, and, for uh, me, I don't think it's the hashtags, to be honest. I, mm. I ask people to follow my hashtags, for example. Yeah. So I have a shmoney guide, which is the name of my book. Yeah. Uh, Dear Olga is um, my column. And some people have given me creative ones like Money Whisper, Money Talks, Money Smart. Sometimes mm. I'll use those. Yeah. But I ask people to follow mine because honestly, the algorithm is always great with the feed and people do miss my content. So I tell them, if you follow this hashtag, you're going to be more likely to see it. Because the thing is, people don't realize, I, I think that at the end of the day, the feed is actually a giant advertisement feed. So mm -hmm. they're showing you what LinkedIn thinks you should be seeing based off of your recent engagements, your recent activity. So it may not actually be people you're actually trying to follow. So um, what makes a great video on LinkedIn? Uh, well, I, I don't know if I figured that out. Um, the big thing that I know people notice when, for me, it's when they can tell that I'm not reading off of anything um, or like struggles. They love when you share behind the scenes. Like last Friday, I was supposed to do um, a Twitch stream of a writing session. Since I wrote my book, people have been like, how do you do it? And I just want to show them because that's really the best way to teach anyone is show the process. So mm -hmm. I had construction going on next door uh, to my apartment and they've been, I don't know wait, where they've been for the last couple of weeks. And they of course showed up on Friday and it's mm -hmm. construction noise. I can't do any streaming from my apartment. And I just did a video and I was like, guys, I'm sorry, this is what happened. But I also was just like, you know, sometimes you have to pivot and I shared this with them and it really resonated with people. Yeah. And, and in fact, they were like, thanks for sharing with us because I think that's the other thing I try to talk about on LinkedIn is things people aren't talking about. So like yeah. money, money, no one really wants to talk about money. And I start conversations about, you know, hardships with money, uh, getting out of debt, things that people don't really want to talk about. And I think, the beauty of LinkedIn is that it is a community and you can do so much different content 
that it, it's easier to be consistent. Yeah. But we're also falling into that trap of always showing the good stuff and never showing like the failures. So I've been promising people this thing for three weeks and then it just yeah. doesn't happen. I, also, I think it's the authenticity. People really understand who I am from that post yeah. because for them, the thing that really resonated with people was that I was owning up to something. And then I think that really goes back to the brand that I'm building. It's about accountability. I'm the, pe- I'm right. the person that people go to, to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to. So, you know, so then, people will, Oh, I was going to say, I, so one thing I've consistently heard on that subject is people will be attracted to you for, you know, your expertise and your authority, but they'll engage with you and stick with you and follow you actively for your imperfections, your authenticity, exactly. your relatability. Um, Olga, I wanted to ask you one last question before we go. Um, sure. And that is, how have you translated your LinkedIn activity to cash money? Like, how have you grown yeah. your business, gotten clients, uh, and yeah. built your business using LinkedIn? Or some, maybe some examples of what Absolutely. that looks like. So one of the things for me that works is the Dear Olga column. It really helps people um, understand what I do better and how I think about money and really see whether it's worth coming to me. It gets a lot of engagement and people actually share it often. Um, You know, people say link sharing doesn't work very often, but my blog posts, when I share them, they get shared, reshared. So that I think that's something really special, but honestly, I try to engage with people. You know, I do have over 6,000 connections, but when I engage with people, I really try to look at them as an individual and treat them like I would any other person in real life. Um, I think honestly, that's what resonates with people. I'm just a very people person and I try to translate that and how I engage. So when people comment, even if it's just a thank you, I'll say thank you. Like I appreciate every single person that makes time yeah, to comment, that. you know? So but for me, that's question, the other. Yeah, my question is like, how do you get them to say a call where they are now engaging you for your services? Gotcha. Honestly, I, I begin to see who is engaging consistently. So if someone's been liking my posts for a week or so, I'll start to DM them and see what they're up to. You know, you mm. you never try to hard sell people because right, oh absolutely, that makes people run for the hills, especially yeah. on LinkedIn. So I try. First thing I do really is say, "Hey, I've noticed you've been engaging with my posts, and I really appreciate it." You know, I ask them, "What can I post that's interesting to them?" Sometimes they'll say, "You know, I don't have anything." specific sometimes they'll actually give me ideas and that creates more posts then eventually sometimes they'll write into the dear olga column and then if they give me their email which they often do i end up emailing them personally and say like hey you know i tried my best to give you a a good answer but if you want a personalized answer get on a call with me i do uh free sessions uh once a month it's a it's a giveaway I do just for someone who's going through a financial hardship. That helps mm-hmm. build the credibility. So I do one giveaway a month and it helps build the credibility. I talk to people, I engage with them. And honestly, I think when people see that, if they're talking to me 
And I'm going to give them the best answer, no matter what, even if that means they're not going to come on as a client, that really brings their trust. And I think that even when they're thinking they're not going to come on, they end up coming on just because yeah. they know I'm not going to steer them for money's sake. I like that. Okay. So you identify engage people who are engaging and yeah. DM them and just engage them in a conversation and see if it makes sense. You know, it's, I think at the end of the day, it's about how many people can you get to be aware about the problem you solve yeah. and the impact that you can have. And they'll let you know if they're looking for that or not, or exactly. oftentimes, you know, in this, you know, social media environment, you know, you know, it would be, you might have someone who engages with you and they have a contact or another Facebook friend or yes. LinkedIn friend who says, oh, how do I solve this problem? And they say, oh, you need Olga. And all of a sudden you start getting these tags. It's and that wonderful. happens all the time. People yeah. will say, Hey, I'm connecting with you because this person on LinkedIn uh, referred me. And actually I wanted to say something about what you're saying, the DMing. It's almost like a soft qualifying of a lead. Oh, it's almost like you, you skip the part where they're like, you know, I like your post, but I don't actually need your services. I just think it's great what you're doing. So then at mm -hmm. that point, you know that, you know, you could continue engaging with this person, but they're not a prospect. So it's great mm -hmm. to kind of weed them out that way. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, Olga Kirschenbaum, thank you so much for joining us. You're a financial coach and you're the owner of Rags to Riches Consulting. Uh, your website is, what's your website? It's rags to riches consulting.com. Ah, excellent. Excellent. I've just, uh, pretty much everything you want to know about you is on LinkedIn. So yes. <laughs> that's kind of what I've been uh, focused on here. Thank you, Olga. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm -hmm.